Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. The book of Romans is what I refer to as the Christian roadmap. It includes doctrine and ideology, but more importantly, it focuses on Christian living. The first time I encountered this passage, I had what is called a moment. It was one of those types of situations where a word transforms you or your perception of your situation. Then I learned that through it all, when it is all said and done, all things, all of the things that have caused me pain, all of the things that have caused me disappointment, all of the abandonment, the guilt, all the depravity, the loss, all things do work together for my good. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Luke 10 and verse 19 says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. This verse tells us believers many things. It informs us that God has given us the authority to trample on every wicked thing that would come against us. In this case, the serpents and scorpions can represent whatever obstacle, challenge, or circumstance you may be facing. Whatever that circumstance is, rest assured that you have the authority to trample on it. Psalms 91 He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. That's what the Lord says. I will set him on high. You he will set on high because you have known his name. You shall call upon him and he will answer you. He will be with you in trouble. He will deliver you. 
and honor you. And with long life, you will satisfy him. And he will satisfy you and show you his salvation. So often in life, we find ourselves in need of comfort, reassurance, and protection. There is none better than what comes from our God. Every time I read this, and in every situation I might find myself in, this passage has brought ease to my spirit. So many times I found myself in need of supernatural protection. There were times when no one could help me, as I found myself living at the hands of an abusive spouse, alienated and isolated from family and friends. I had only the reassurance that the God who made heaven and earth was watching over me. I would wake up in the mornings and start my day by repeating this to myself over and over. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whatever you might be encountering today, whatever it is that is causing you to fear, know that the Lord is your light. He will guide you. He will position you. He will give you a breakthrough. Romans 8, 38 to 39. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We fall down we get up are the words of a popular song written by Donnie McClurkin. It doesn't matter what you have done or where you have been. The most important thing to do is to get up from where you are and live, laugh, and learn. The Bible says nothing shall separate us from the love of God. Don't hold on to anything. Let go and let God. It might be painful. It could be a bad experience. Maybe someone says they don't love you anymore. Maybe you have lost a job. Maybe you have lost a house. Maybe it's the loss of a parent or a child. Don't hold on to the pain and the loss. Let go and let God. The verse continues to list the various matters that Satan uses to tell you that you are not worthy, not deserving of the love and mercy of a loving God. The scripture asks, who can separate us from the love of God? Nothing can separate you from God's love. It is his love that gives you faith to continue. His love makes provision for the vision. Psalms 53 verses 4 to 5. Have the workers of iniquity no knowledge who eat up my people? as they eat bread and do not call upon God, there they are in great fear where no fear was. For God has scattered the bones of him who encamps against you. You have put them to shame because God has despised them. Have you ever been in a situation where someone in authority, a boss, maybe a spouse, maybe a friend, has intimidated you to the point where you feel trapped. Maybe you even feel as though there is no other way out. You're sitting in bondage to a fear that is really non-existent. Fear 
is an acronym for false evidence appearing real. That's all that it is. Fear, the fear of that thing that keeps you crippled and bound is false evidence, but it appears to be real. And because it appears to be real, it is holding you hostage to a reality that will never materialize. The Word of God is directing your attention away from that fear to focus on the promise He has given you. He will shame your enemies. They will stand back and see your victory. <clears throat> Psalms 68 verses 1 to 2. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melts before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. This is an ultimate rallying cry. If ever you're in a situation where you need to be assured that God is with you, and that you are absolutely in the right place and in the right will of God, then this scripture is designed and written for your affirmation. Just as it says, God will arise. It's literally saying that you need to let go and let God fix it all, all of it, your enemies, all the fear, all the pain, all the disappointment, all the loss. As the word says, as smoke is driven away, everything will be driven away from the God of your victory, Jehovah Nisi, who will stand before you in the day of your battle. You will conquer. You will overcome. All you need to do is wake up in the heat of the battle and say, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered wherever you are. Just say this is the day that God shall arise in my situation and the enemies of my God will be scattered from me. Psalm 68 verses 1 to 2. Psalms 37 verse 7. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of the man who is prospering in his way and who causes wicked devices and schemes to pass. Cease from anger. Do not let it bother you, nor let it cause you to incur wrath. Do not worry and do not let it cause you to do any evil thing. This is the word of the Lord. Worry causes fear and fear becomes anxiety and frustration and misery. Do not worry. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. <clears throat> Resting simply means that you are sure you have done everything you possibly can. And the matter is now in God's hands. Don't focus on the evil things they have done to you. Or the attacks or evil plans they are devising against you. Your responsibility is to make sure you stay prayed up so that at all times you can hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to you. Don't get caught up in any adverse scheme or plans of revenge or to get back at them. 
The Bible says that vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. It is his will for you to prosper. What you should do is rest. If God has spoken to you and given you direction for this situation, follow his lead and rest. Isaiah 61 verse 7 For your shame you shall have double, and for the confusion which you went through, you shall rejoice in the portion that I will give you. In the land that I have given you, you shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be yours. It is easy to imagine what God wants to say to you. It is clear that you shall get double for your trouble. Twice in the scripture, the word double is mentioned. The literal translation of this verse surrounds a time in Israel when someone's indebtedness was considered shameful. The person indebted would write out their debts on a scroll where it is displayed publicly. A wealthy benefactor would come and take the scroll on which it is written and bend it over. In bending it over, he would be hiding what caused that person's shame, their debts, because it was public. As a result, he's now stating publicly, that is the wealthy benefactor, that he's covering the shame of the indebted person and that he's taking care of it. No more would that person be indebted to their creditor. It's the same thing with God. Whatever caused you shame and grief and whatever storms came, the minute you bring it to Jesus, he has it covered. He has taken all of your shame, written it on the cross, and covered it with his blood. No one else can see it. You know it happened to you, but Jesus has covered it and said, I have taken care of it. In this way, you receive double because now your shame is gone and your indebtedness to that bondage is also gone. Rest in him. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. Before you were saved, you didn't know God. Your spirit was covered in darkness. When you got saved, you became aware of God. And so enlightenment fell upon your spirit. So now the word of God is not a mystery to you. And therein is your light. The light is not a literal light shining down. But it is the illumination of your spirit to what the word of God means. Your spirit now witnesses with his spirit. When you now read the word of God, you understand because your spirit has now caught the light of his spirit. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Ye though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever.
Daniel chapter 3, verse 17. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us from your hand. Do not be afraid of threats nor of signs of intimidation from people in your life, whether they're authority figures such as bosses or spouses or they abuse their position of authority. Don't be afraid of their threats. Sometimes they have their own issues that they have to work through. The best you can do is remind yourself that even though I have to go through this trial and tribulation, my God will deliver me from this fire and he will deliver me from the hand of this wicked person. I have been in many situations in my life where this verse has been tried and tested. <clears throat> I have been married to someone who abused his position of being a spouse in my life. On many occasions, I had to pray for deliverance from his hand, and I say that literally. It was his intention to keep me as alienated as possible so that I had no relief from the fiery furnace or marriage had become. So many times I had to pray and ask God for deliverance. I promised myself that if God delivered me from that fiery furnace, I would serve him all the days of my life. If this trial you are going through represents a small part of your journey, go through it, endure it, and move on. In the future, it will become a part of your victorious testimony. There are some things we must go through. There are some lessons that we must learn. The best lesson I learned from the fiery furnace are the signs of an abusive spouse. I am now confident that now I will find myself, I will never find myself in an abusive situation like that again because I can spot the signs of an abusive person. The fiery trial that you're going through, learn the lessons that are there. It's painful, it's hurtful, but remember, that the fire furnace that you're in, God is able to deliver us. Remember, God is always speaking to us. We just don't take the time to listen. When we do listen, we learn where he leads. You might be asking, so what did you do? How did you marry a person like that? I did not know because I did not listen. I did not listen to the small voice within that said, do not marry this person. Had I done that and followed the voice that said, do not marry, I would never have lived in a fiery furnace. So I have learned to learn to follow where God leads, even when it doesn't feel right, even when to me it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't seem like it will get me to where I want to be. Some of these situations weren't caused by your own doing. Life has a funny way of happening. In a situation where you feel trapped, remind yourself that the God you serve is willing and able. It is a promise that the light and the fight that you're in is a fixed one and you will have the victory. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. 
Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you said, Seek my face, my heart said to you, Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breathe out violence. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Psalms 6 verse 10. Let all my enemies be ashamed and sore vexed. Let them return and be ashamed suddenly. When you're confronted with seemingly impossible situations and it seems as though you won't win and it seems as though the deck is stacked against you and that there is no way you can get around this, that is the time that you know for sure that God is with you. And it becomes necessary for your spirit to hear you say out of your own mouth, with your own words, that God will give you the victory. So say this right now. God will give me the victory. Come on, say it. God is giving me the victory in this situation. Come on, walk in faith. You will be lifted up in honor. Say it. God will give me the victory. Come on. Say it right now. God is giving me the victory in this situation. There is a phrase <clears throat> that I use when I'm confronted by situations and I know that I'm going to have a good outcome. Do you know what I say? God is going to give me a supernatural, overnight, expeditious deliverance in 24 hours. That is my call words to fight when I say let God arise and let his enemies be scattered I remember that God is going to give you a supernatural overnight expeditious deliverance in 24 hours and say that over and over and over say it until you get the victory Every 24 hours, you say it again. Every 24 hours, 
every 24 hours. And as you say it, you believe it and you don't lose heart and you wait on the Lord. And while you are waiting, keep saying with a courageous heart, in spite of it, in spite of the darkness, in spite of all the adversity, in spite of the disappointment and the pain and the darkness that you feel wrapped up in the pain of everyday life, God is going to give you a supernatural, overnight, expeditious deliverance in 24 hours. Then you can stand and say, that you are in the absolute perfect will of God and that you are following and adhering to his commandments, then you know without a doubt that you will have the victory in this situation. Then you can stand and say, mine enemies will be ashamed when they return and see the salvation of the Lord. Psalms 107, verse 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. These words are the refrain of a popular song that is sung frequently. In fact, we know it so well that we can literally sing it verbatim or word for word. But it is more than a song. It actually is a fundamental belief of faith. Because we have been redeemed, we are entitled to declare and are empowered to declare that not only are we ears and joint successors to the promises made to Abraham, but we are also sons and daughters of God being justified by our faith in Jesus Christ. It means that it doesn't matter where you come from, it doesn't matter what your origin is, doesn't matter what your religious affiliation is, the fact that you have now accepted Jesus Christ means that you have now become a part of the redeemed, no matter what your background, nor former religious belief. Because you have been redeemed by your belief in Jesus Christ and the power of his saving blood, the enemy no longer has any hope over you. Thus, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Psalms 121. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time, even forevermore. Even though this verse is self-explanatory, it bears repeating that the source of our help is God. Oftentimes we say, I will look upon to the hills from whence cometh my help. The literal translation is that I will look to God for direction, and I will look in the direction for which his provision is made. It is important to remind ourselves that it is God the Creator who made heaven and earth. This is simply just a reminder for us that He has all power in His hands. If He's the Creator who made heaven and earth, 
And if he's the source of my help, then I'm going to be okay. You are going to be okay. I should not worry about situations or circumstances that may come against me because the word assures us clearly that he does not sleep and he does not slumber. God never takes a nap in the midst of your going through. We are who we are. So we understand that because we have been engrafted by our faith in Jesus Christ, we have now become ears and joined successors to the promises made to Abraham. What this reminds us of is that because God is our supreme provider, then we are assured that because our help comes from him, everything is going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right. Remember, you are going to have a supernatural overnight expeditious deliverance in 24 hours. A supernatural overnight expeditious deliverance shall be yours in 24 hours. Be blessed.